0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Selective Hearing. I am your host, Julie DeMar, and this week I am here with Miss Leanne from the Watch Us Thrive podcast. Today, we're going to get into some pretty amazing things. We're going to talk about how Leanne uses her call to service to help people. We're going to talk about her podcast, and we're just going to talk about a lot of different things that involve us being there and supporting not only ourselves, but other people. So Leanne, thank
1: you. And yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're so welcome. I'm so happy. Look, me and Leanne have been trying to make this happen for a little while. So like, <laughs> it's, finally has come. it's finally here. It's finally here, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: The, the really dope thing about this is like, I've been meeting like a lot of coaches and authors and like all these amazing people with these very great stories, but I haven't had a lot of podcasters on my show. I've had like maybe two or three and like, mm-hmm. we're getting close to like the end of the season and like, I we're just, out here.
1: We're out we're here. Out here. <laughs> yeah. And like, we all
0: have a story. So I'm yes. like, she going to be here today and we going to talk about some stuff. Yes,
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: So, um, as always, I love to give the guests the floor and just tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Yes. Well, thank you again so much for having me. Hi, everyone. My name is Leanne. I am the creator and host of the Watches Thrive podcast, which was birthed. From a very painful point in my life, I'm a domestic violence survivor and advocate and in experiencing a very traumatic event where my life was almost taken from me by the hands of someone who I thought was going to be my forever and doing a lot of healing from leaving that abusive relationship, I decided to start a podcast to talk about it. And it really did start off with me just talking about my life experiences besides that relationship that I was in and just, it was a form of journaling for me, a form of therapy. I do like to write, but I feel like I'm better at speaking. In that moment of me talking about that experience, I didn't realize how powerful it was in me sharing my story of escaping an abusive relationship and realizing how often this is happening. How many people are really suffering in silence and don't have the strength within themselves to talk about something very painful like domestic violence and it wasn't until I started talking about my my journey that I realized I wasn't so alone and that really blew my mind because I know from interviewing other survivors and just doing a lot of research around domestic violence, a lot of people feel so alone in those relationships and those situations and it's happening so much more than we even realize but we're not talking about it because there's such a stigma it's such a taboo topic it's such a what happens at home stays at home and you don't talk about the shit that you're going through am i allowed to curse i'm sorry I, no you, no girl <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry i get passionate when i talk about it but you know we're taught Especially as people of color, I'm of Puerto Rican descent, that you don't talk about the things that happen at home. You don't talk about mental health. You don't talk about that weird ass uncle or that toxic relationship that you're in. Like no one knows about what's going on. So we just continue to live this life of you know suffering in silence and perpetuating abuse and all these things i really wanted to create a space where people are comfortable to have these real ass conversations that people are going through you know so it's been since january of 2022 so it's still fairly new i just really love having some tough taboo topics like my slogan is we're going to talk about the shit that you don't want to talk about but it needs to be talked about and i really love having a platform and a and a podcast that really highlights so many different stories of people who have been able to turn their pain and their trauma into their purpose and their triumph so that's a little bit about me and what I do
0: I love all of that I feel like we're (laughs) I swear like if you ever want me to come be your (laughs) co-host let me know because I swear like everything you just said we're in such alignment Mm mm-hmm with our our mission statements and just like our overall assignment with this because I even did a, a live called what happens in this house stays in this house because that is so ingrained in us Yep, you don't tell anybody your business when we go over here it's all smiles and sunshine we look perfect Yep, and I don't think that our mothers and fathers realize like when they teach us that behavior, that present well versus actually focusing on being well. When we establish that mentality, we indoctrinate that into one another. How detrimental that can be mm. for us as adults. Yep, like and it it's definitely generational. It you mm-hmm. know somebody taught them, and and so on and so forth yeah and it's just like i say like it's like this terrible heirloom that's been passed down Mm -hmm. generation to generation to generation and yeah that that nasty uncle that we uh, even the grown-ups know he's that nasty uncle yep they make comments we've walked past the comments well you know how he is or things like that and it's like okay well if you know how he is why is he over here you know exactly That's exactly why I also adapted this relatives versus family, because, you know, I got nine million cousins, nine million family members, like relatives, but that doesn't make them family. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. and I say that all the time, too.
1: Yep. Family can be toxic, too. It's not (laughs) just that partner that you're in a relationship with. It's also that workplace environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of toxicity that we don't need to deal with.
0: And that's why it's so important to talk about it. Yep. But that I, This is not even in my list. The question is, so does this <laughs> make you like kind of like the, out? I, I know I'm the black sheep of my family. Does this make you like the sore thumb in yours? Like just being like, we're going to talk about it
1: yeah you know for me i do have an older sister and she also has a very public platform which is actually the hat that i'm wearing yo dinero shout out to janice you know she's very open with having those tough uncomfortable conversations too especially around money which is what her brand is all about but you know i feel like the this generation like i'm 34 years old i'll be 35 in september like Us millennials and Gen Zers, we are really the ones who are starting to shift the narrative around having these uncomfortable conversations. And we're being like the generational trauma cycle breakers, which is very uncomfortable. I know a lot of people do tend to become that black sheep or that outcast of the family because you're going against the grain. But I feel like, yo, enough is a fucking enough. Like, Mm -hmm. we're done suffering. We're done keeping Quiet, we're done not talking about the uncomfortable things. Like, someone needs to be the cycle breaker. And if that's going to be me and my sister and, you know, my peers, then so be it. Cause, you know, I have a daughter. She's going to be 14. In me sharing my truth and my vulnerability and having an open relationship with her, that's shifting the narrative for her and, you know, generations to come after her, which is the complete opposite of what I had growing up. I love my parents to death. They're amazing. And I will not take that away from them but I never felt comfortable or safe enough to go to them as a kid growing up to have those uncomfortable conversations to you know talk about if I had a crush or if I failed the test or if something bad happened because I was instilled with this fear that if I say something I'm gonna get in trouble and that's something that I'm switching now being a parent myself and having these uncomfortable conversations like I really do want to change the narrative and yeah that can come with some pushback but but it is what it is. I'm going to stand in my truth, regardless whether you like it or not. Girl,
0: Homework. <laughs> word for the day. Are we in <laughs> church? I don't know. Yeah, we, we might be. <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. But we yes. just might be because, oh, yeah. Me and my sister are like that. We are heavy on boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I said what I said. I'm standing in it. Standing on it. Yep. And it is what it is. Like, yeah. I think another problem, too, is like once there I, I witnessed this is just for me, but I witnessed in my family, some people that may have felt the courage enough to try it, but they didn't stand on it. Mm-hmm. As soon as that person came through that was able to bulldoze it and knocked it right down and they just went yeah. with it because they didn't want to upset anybody or frustrate anybody or they want. They played every end of the fence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I said what I said yeah and that's what i mean and like no like my kids can't come over there if you guys are still doing the same stuff that y'all were doing when i was a kid my kids can't come over there and be subjected to that
1: absolutely like
0: and it is what it is and if Mm -hmm. i don't really care how you feel about it
1: exactly yep
0: (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day i'm gonna look after mine period like that's it Oh my God, you guys. Yeah, me and Leanne, we besties. And she's, <laughs> she's probably, when's your birthday? You said September, when's your birthday? September
1: 21st, I'm a Virgo. Okay.
0: You're a Virgo. My sister is a Virgo. She's September yes. 9th. Shout yes. out to the Virgos. I'm a We'd
1: Scorpio. the best. <laughs> Ooh, I love me some Scorpios.
0: So you already know what that energy is. Yes. Like, I'll walk in and walk right back out. Like, okay, oh, not
1: today. <laughs> I'm actually a Scorpio rising. So I have that. My big three is um, Virgo sun, uh, Aquarius moon and Scorpio rising. So,
0: I, I think my son, that's funny. He's a, my baby is a Aquarius January mm. 21st, and he came early. Yes. he came so early, he came like two months <laughs> early. He wasn't supposed to be here in March, yeah. and he showed up in January. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a whole nother. He said it's my up. time. He did, and he <laughs> acts like it like he's the tidiest, mightiest, yeah. craziest thing. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna try to stick to my questions, but like it's already just kind of taken off. Which I I just have this feeling. You know how you have like a feeling like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, this is gonna be good. Cause I was yep. like cruising through your YouTube and stuff like that. Yes. Like,
1: yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> when did you like have that light flick on? Like this is my purpose and I I have to pursue this no matter what, you know what that inner dialogue tries to like intercept, no matter what other people believe or say, like you knew regardless, I'm going to do this.
1: Yeah, it was when my life was almost taken from me. The night was March 12th, 2021. And the relationship that I talked about a little bit earlier did become physically abusive. And every time the abuse happened, it got worse. And that night was the night when he almost killed me. You know, I'm going to keep it all the way raw and real. It wasn't exactly in that moment, but doing a lot of healing from leaving that relationship, I realized that my purpose was born. In that moment and i really had an opportunity to completely change the woman that i was not even the woman i want to say the girl that i was because i was very immature when i met this man this was back in 2020 during the pandemic i met him april 2020 so right when the shutdown happened we already know how fucking crazy covid was but you know that relationship progressed very quickly it was great until it wasn't and when I left that relationship literally like escaped out of my apartment after going through a lot of really fucked up things I talk about it in full detail episode 10 of my podcast if anyone wants to listen to the full story but it was in that moment that I realized like something has got to change and I survived this for a reason so I feel like it's like a duty within me to because I survived this night because I'm such a horrible situation and I'm here to talk about it I want to and that's really where my whole healing journey began and my purpose was born in this podcast and you know eventually I started doing coaching and things but you know it was in that moment when I realized my life was almost taken away from me I'm here for a reason so I have to do something with it
0: that pain into purpose is something Mm -hmm. it's such a driving force yes I come, I don't come from a domestic situation, but I come from like childhood trauma. Mm. So I talk about like, I grew up in a situation that I've been very open about. Like my dad was on drugs for a lot of years. He's, he's sober now, but he spent the majority of my childhood suffering from crack cocaine addiction. And then my mom was a complete narcissist. Mm. So I, and I was the scapegoat child. So I Mm -hmm. had a very rough and violent you know like very physically mentally verbally abusive not safe childhood and when i started talking about it and bringing it to the table is when it was like gosh that pain starts driving that purpose Mm -hmm. especially when you like find a community of people like yo i've been through that too yep that's like a changer
1: That changed the game for me when I first started talking about it. You know, like I said before, when we're in these types of relationships, we feel like we're the only ones going through it. And then when I started sharing publicly, people that I knew in my physical world and also on the Internet world were reaching out and they were like, me too and I was like holy shit are you serious because you know growing up I didn't come from a home that was violent my parents are high school sweethearts they've been together for 40 something years never heard my dad call my mom a bitch never heard my mom call my dad an asshole like it was never anything like that And my you know social circle I never knew anyone who were in these relationships either so when I found myself in it I was like oh my god I'm the only one going through this until I started talking about it and finding that community that I wasn't alone and that i didn't realize how powerful the power of community could be in my own healing and just talking and just being vulnerable and sharing the shit that we've gone through. You know, you said before, we all have a story to tell. I say that on my podcast a lot too. Like we all have some sort of pain, some sort of trauma, some sort of thing that we've gone through. Why are we not talking about it to help others feel like, oh my God, I'm not alone. I don't need to suffer in silence. I can speak up about this and help others and also help myself by just talking about it. hmm
0: I feel like conversation is like that springboard into mm-hmm. everything yep. like, and it does. It, it affects so much change. Just opening up and having that one conversation. Someone said something to me recently and I don't want to butcher it. So I'm super paraphrasing. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> but they said, oh my gosh, it was something about like, you can indirectly also affect change. Like I can be talking to you, just me and you having a conversation and someone can overhear it. Or someone can see the actions that we're leading by, and that can give grant someone permission to heal and live their life. Yes, and I was
1: like, "Whoa!" Yes, Amen. Oh, I received that. Absolutely. Just getting the feedback. like It's wild to me. Some of the people who have reached out to me that I don't know, they're strangers on the internet and they've reached out and they said, I listened to this episode or I listened to your story or this person really resonated with me. It's that. That is the purpose right there. That is so powerful and so healing to not only to that person, but to me as well to be like, damn, I am making an impact just by sharing someone's story. That is so fucking beautiful. And I don't take that for granted at all in the least.
0: Oh my gosh. I had, so recently I had a guest on and he was like so different than any guest that I've ever had on the show. Different in a
1: good way or different in a bad way? I
0: still don't know. (laughs) Okay. Like, I'll be honest about it. Like I felt some kind of way about it after it was done and I was editing because I was like, is this on with the brand or Mm -hmm. is this something that, it was like this tug, like, put it out, don't put it out, put it out, don't put it on. Like, is Mm -hmm. this like, I mean, we do this to help people, but then like, we're also told like, make sure that you stick to your brand and, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure that certain things are in alignment with one another so that you can continue to grow. Yeah. But like, I don't want my growth to be in vain. I want the mission to remain, you know, true to form. So it's like, I, I really struggled with it. I didn't know what to do. So I just picked mm. out. Mm-hmm. And as crazy as it is, and I did get some negative feedback. I did as, as crazy as it is to me, like, I was like, what happened here? Like, even at the end, I didn't talk the interview. Like I was just kind of like, but I received everything he said. So that's why I was like struggling. Yeah. A lot of people though, that's like one of my highest streaming episodes. Mm-hmm. And one of the episodes where I've received kind of like the most feedback about.
1: It. Mm-hmm.
0: And I people was,
1: like controversy.
0: I was like, I was supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. To me, it was like kind of making me feel shaky. And maybe that's why like it was supposed to be done. It was supposed to push you to a level of discomfort. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. overcome something. Because I also tell people too, like sometimes we remain in these places and spaces that we're unhealthy in because of the idea of comfort. We're too scared to explore what's outside of what we know.
1: Girl, <laughs> that was my life. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: like we have to, I always say, lose the idea of comfort. Mm. Get real uncomfortable.
1: Absolutely.
0: in that discomfort is when you will find the most beautiful aspects of yourself.
1: Mm. Like, oh, that is a whole testimony. Absolutely. You know, it just makes me think back to... You know, I talk a lot about relationships with my podcast and my brand and just being the type of person who was so comfortable being stagnant, not wanting to start over, staying loyal to someone who didn't treat me the best way. That fear of like, oh my God, what if I end up alone? You know what I mean? And I feel like especially as as us women, we do tend to stay in these situations a lot longer than we low-key or maybe high-key no is not good for us but for whatever reason we decide like you know what I'm just I'm just gonna you know try a little harder I'm just let's see what happens or if I love him a little more if I do this that and the third and it's like you end up losing yourself in the process and that's what happened with me I didn't know who the fuck I was especially after that last relationship and I had to do the uncomfortable thing for me which was to be alone and since then I have been alone not dating completely celibate for over two years because i've really been focusing on healing my deep-rooted wounds of why was i attracting this type of person and putting myself in these situations where i knew better but i chose not to do better and i had to get uncomfortable like you said with doing the uncomfortable things and really focusing on leanne for the first time by herself
0: that's a beautiful thing to do though yeah once you like in but 20%? it ain't easy. I know it uh-uh.
1: sounds beautiful, but it's very ghetto, okay? <laughs> ooh, child, the ghetto.
0: Yes. That yes. just made me think about Nene Leakes walking with her purse. Like,
1: ooh, <laughs> Yes. This healing journey is so... I did a whole podcast episode that's literally titled Healing is Ghetto as Fuck.
0: It is. But it's beautiful.
1: It's beautiful, too. And it's uncomfortable. That's the thing. It's uncomfortable looking in the mirror, taking accountability. You know, I realized in my own journey that a lot of the common denominator in the relationships that I was finding myself in, it wasn't them. It was me. I was this person who was showing up in all these shitty-ass relationships and having to look in the mirror and be like maybe I am the drama maybe I am a part of the problem you know not saying that I deserved what happened to me I didn't deserve being physically abused by this person but I did play a role in these types of relationships that I kept finding myself in and that's uncomfortable nobody wants to you know swallow that pill and be like oh shit I do have to change some things about me it can't always just be about them you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but you know it's a journey
0: that that part of the journey where um, I remember my coach hit me with the, who and what are you in control of? Huh? What do you mean? (laughs) What? What? The only thing that you have control of, the only person that you can 100% every single time dictate the outcome of is yourself. That's it. It doesn't matter what somebody else does. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter how they act. You are in control of you. Yep. So what you going to do? What are you going to do about it?
1: Yep. Mm.
0: I had to sit in that. I was like, I, should I fire you?
1: You're right. What do you mean? I'm the problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> <you> right.
0: <laughs> People want to
1: hear the truth. Yeah. But then when it comes, it's like, ooh. Ouch. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Ouch. Yeah, that, that stings. It,
1: mm-hmm. But it
0: once you get over that sting and you really start to like process it, you're like, you are absolutely right.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: And that's where the work begins.
1: That's where it began. Yeah. Yep. When I when I started going to therapy, you know, my therapist, shout out to Dr. Lambert, like he really, he allowed me to be vulnerable and open, but also allowed me to, you know, really look in the mirror and be like, what is it about you that's attracting this person? What is it about you that you don't like? You know, asking yourself those uncomfortable questions, that's where the healing begins. You know, yes, it hurts, it stings, but you got to just rip the bandaid off if you really want to change. And the like you said, the only person that you can change, that you can control is you at the end of the day. We're with us 100% of the time, right? Don't you want to, like, enjoy your own company? Sometimes it takes doing that work to build that relationship with yourself.
0: So what I want to kind of talk about this more. So mm-hmm. when you, like, acknowledge, like, I don't like being alone. Mm. there's some extreme discomfort in there
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what were your steps to resolution
1: yeah first of all talking about it saying it out loud you know that was definitely the first step in having that self-awareness of realizing damn this is what I feel about myself what am I going to do to fix it and honestly it's just been every single day just working on building that relationship up with me and not having someone to distract me for me I'm only gonna say for me I'm not gonna speak for anyone else but I used to be the type of person who would distract myself with another some form of love or affection or whatever it is that you want to call it and I knew I had to do like a hard stop a hard reset and that's why I purposely not dated. That's why I'm not on the apps. That's why I'm not having sex. I'm not doing any of these things to distract me because I really do want to continue working on the relationship that I have with Leanne. You know, I take myself out on dates. I go to the gym. I hang out with friends when I want to. And I don't do anything too on the days that I don't want to, right? Like I honor myself and how I'm feeling and just work on really enjoying my own company because I used to be the person that hated being alone and I had to ask myself like what is it about me like why do I feel this way it's asking those uncomfortable questions and working on my confidence working on my trust working on my worth all of these things and not having that outside distraction I used to be a heavy cigarette smoker completely cut that off I've been smoke free since 2022 I'm so proud to say that cold turkey um you know started going to the gym I had weight loss surgery uh, six months ago, I've lost 70 pounds and I knew that a lot of my insecurities within myself had to do a lot with my weight. So, really, just doing things to help build the confidence within me, whatever that looks like, that's really been able to help my own personal journey and doing it on my own. And also asking for help, like going to therapy, working with a life coach, journaling, meditating, things like that. But yeah, it's been, it's been a really Emotional journey. I don't want to make it seem like, you know, I'm sitting in, you know, a, this in like the rainforest and like there's butterflies and diamonds falling from the sky and like everything's great. Yes, there's beautiful moments in this healing journey, but a lot of it is very painful. It's, you know, having these uncomfortable conversations, it's crying, it's, you know, being triggered by something that happened that takes you back to the trauma that you've gone through before like it's very they say it's not linear it's very up and down which is very much true but i'm so grateful because the person that i was when i met my ex compared to the woman that i am today is a completely different person and i'm true i can truly say now that i absolutely love myself and i couldn't say that before
0: I wish I had the hand clap button, but I'm just gonna clap my hands.
1: <laughs> yes. Because
0: like, first of all, congratulations on all of that. Thank you. That's that's really, really dope. And yeah. that's something to be proud of and to celebrate. Absolutely. And like to everybody listening, like just know, like, because I know I have a lot of healing journey listeners. We're here with you. Mm-hmm. Good days bad days, days that are different. Like there's, there's, for me, like, I feel like there's no like true black and white. Like we're always Mm -hmm. operating in that gray area. Yep. And some days like, like celebrate those small wins. That small win adds up to something so big. You not smoking cigarettes day two, Mm. it's a huge thing. Mm. It's a huge thing. Yep. Like I know what it's like, like child, I'm almost 40. And I stopped smoking in 2017. Mm. And you know, if you're a smoker, you know
1: you're the <laughs> you hardest know. habits to kick.
0: That yeah. all the all the habits that you've formed with smoking mm-hmm. after you eat, when you wake up, when you're drinking, when you're doing this, when you're doing that, breaking the cycle. Yes. Of that is that is something like high five yes. to come out of. Like yes, it's definitely to us, something. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's something, like, very, very... And just all of that, though, like, just mm-hmm. having the the courage to look in the mirror and look back at yourself and accept you. Mm. Saying, hey, it's a good day. Hey, it's yeah. a bad day. Whatever day it is, like, but regardless, I'm going to live today. Like, all those things, like, are so important. And something else that I was thinking about while you were talking, when you were talking about your journey that I want to tell you is, like, when that guy comes along... He's, you're going to attract somebody that is absolutely the shit.
1: Mm, yes, I see that. <laughs>
0: you know how to like, and I, and I tell this to people too, cause it's like, you know, you've started a relationship with the most important person in your life, which is you.
1: Period.
0: And you know how you want to be treated. You know what your boundaries are. You know what you're willing to accept and what mm-hmm. you're not going to mm-hmm. accept. You know how to be loved because you love yourself. Mm. So a Amen. red flag cannot walk up on you
1: not Not even an orange flag no no (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and you know that came again for me personally of really taking the time to be alone Because I used to be the person, like I said before, I would jump from one person to another, to another, to another. And I would attract the same type of person. And now that I've been on my own and I've done a lot of healing, like you said, when I'm ready, because I still don't feel ready to put myself back out there because of the shit that I went through, you know, but I'm working on it. I'm working with a coach to uh, specifically a relationship coach to help me take those bricks down of the wall that I built up because of the things that I've gone through. But yes, I received that. I know I know my man is out there and when I feel ready to receive him, he will come into my life at the perfect time. But the person that I am today, like if I get back on the apps, it's going to be a completely different person compared to when I attracted my ex back in 2020. You know, like, like you said, not even a red flag. The first like yellow flag (laughs) I see, Mm -mm. (laughs) you got (laughs) to go. We're not doing uh, this.
0: uh, Yep. Oh, yeah. I know so many women that are, and I think I'm going to do another show about it. And you should come on so we can talk about it together.
1: Please, absolutely.
0: Because, like, I also know a lot of women that are just single right now. And they're like, girl, no. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No. And they're like, be glad that you're married. And I'm like, but if I was in a trash marriage, I wouldn't be in a marriage.
1: Right. And there's but... a lot of people who are in trash marriages, but don't leave because they're uncomfortable. hmm I mean, because they're comfortable.
0: They're too comfortable. They're yep. too afraid of what everybody's mm-hmm. going to say or starting yep. over or what that may look like. they blocking their own blessings because yep. it's like God may have something real big for you if you get out right. from under that trashy man. Mm-hmm. Like, leave his raggedy alone. Like, okay. But that's another part. Or woman too. Or yeah, woman too. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> leave him alone. Yes. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> Where I was kind of going with it is like I know a lot of single women and they're just like, there's a lot of narcissists out there. There's a lot of people wanting you to be their mama out there. There's a lot of, they're like, girl, be lucky you that out here with us. And I'm like, is it that bad? (laughs) They're like, girl, it's that bad. I'm like, okay
1: like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, just... <laughs> I wouldn't know i've definitely heard a lot of like horror stories when it comes to it but i think like it's important like what we said before to set those boundaries and honor them mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think a lot of us fall in love with potential as opposed to the person who's actually presented to us and that's definitely what I was dealing with in my last relationship like oh he has all this potential he's telling me all these good things but they're not matching up with his action so I think it's important for us to you have that boundary you have that deal breaker and if that person betrays it or does something to offend you like that's it like there is no oh you know maybe he had a bad day I don't give a fuck what the reason is this is my standard and if you cannot meet it you're not the one for me and that is okay and I'm not going to continue settling for less because I know who the fuck I am and I know what I deserve and that comes with the healing journey because this Leanne that you see right here is not the same one from 2020 2019 shit since I was a kid this is a completely different person you know what I mean but it's because of the experiences that I've gone through that I've learned all right, this is what I'm not going to deal with. This is what I do want. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Understand. Tell me a little bit about, like, what it is that you do as an advocate, like, outside of your podcast. Do you, like, go to shelters or do you help? Um, have you personally taken on coaching other women?
1: Or, like, what are some yeah, of the things so that I you Yeah, so I actually do? I actually just launched my coaching i do have two potential clients who i'm gonna hopefully work with putting it out there my whole advocacy is to talk about it to have a platform where we can have these uncomfortable conversations not just about domestic violence about any type of trauma or abuse like i really just want to be this person where when they hear leanne and watch us thrive they're like oh that that's a place where y'all have some deep ass conversations and where you guys are really highlighting you know putting the stuff out there that we like to keep quiet. I would love to work with domestic violence shelters. I would love to help women who were me, who were in these toxic abusive relationships and really are trying to find that relationship within themselves, but they need some guidance and they work with someone who's been through it and who gets it. You know, when it comes to the whole coaching world, there's a lot of bullshit out there. I'm gonna just call it what it is. There's a lot of fluff and like foo-foo bullshit and there's a lot of people who preach the good word but they haven't really gone through what they're talking about and what I really stand on for me I tell it like it is I say the good the bad and the ugly I show all parts of me especially online on social media and I think that's why I've been able to attract the people that I am because I'm so authentic and I'm so real with my storage and my message with my story and my messaging and with the people that I feature so yeah just being able to have these conversations and advocate and just let others know that they're not alone I really stand on that
0: that's exactly why you are here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, what I, was, I will wait on it. Like, yes. so I, will wait, I will be patient, be patient and you shall receive. Yes. Because I knew, I know I said it earlier. I just knew I felt it real in my spirit because a lot of guests that I have on, they are amazing, you know, authors. Mm. They they have their own stories, you know, things like that. But I haven't had a guest who has like been through some everyone goes through something i'm not taking away from anybody's story
1: right right.
0: everyone's story and experience is their own but i come from some deep-rooted stuff and i always in the conversation because the listeners are used to me when i started just being me talking about these things so i always mm-hmm. for my new listeners i got people that's been here for a long time but for the new listeners i give them I spoon feed them every episode like hey I've been through something right?" and you can come out of it you know that's the whole I just want Mm -hmm. that to be there on your shoulder like and and I know for all that I've been through there's somebody else that has been through worse
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like and especially for all of our black and brown listeners you know when the crack epidemic hit our communities what kids went through Mm -hmm. what aunts and uncles and mom and dads went through you know exactly what that looked like and you know some people that didn't come out okay Mm -hmm. so it's like I love sitting here to talk to people and like hey you you'll be just fine just do the work just do the work don't be afraid of the work
1: Mm.
0: like you gotta you gotta get a little you know you get dirty But then you're going to get put through that cycle and you're going to get washed and you're going to come out clean and you're Mm going to come out like and you get banged up a while in there, but you're going to come out on the other side. And I I was like, I want it so badly. Like I was like, okay, when she comes, I can't wait. I didn't even write like a whole bunch (laughs) of questions for you. Cause I knew we weren't really going to use them like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I was just like, you know, people that have like, that that deep rooted something that they've been through. Mm. I feel like it draws a different sort of connection. Absolutely. And that sort of connection and that sort of message resonates especially to those sitting in their car or wherever you are right now listening who have been there. Mm. You know, you might even be there right now. Mm -hmm. you can leave that relationship I don't know I'm going to ask you what some of the statistics are to share with people but I know they're not good you know and like it's like please don't stay because you don't want to be one of these things that we're getting ready to discuss right now
1: Mm, absolutely you know a few there's a couple statistics that come to mind when I think about domestic violence and how shocking it was of how common it is so I came to realize that one in three women will be a victim of domestic violence in their lifetime that's insane to me like one in three if y'all really just think about a group of people men and women too right but you know I'm speaking specifically towards women one in three people people will be a victim of it and and It takes the average victim about seven times before they permanently leave a relationship. For me, my number was three. It took three different instances of when the physical abuse happened that I was like, I can't do this anymore. And we hear the stories and see them on the news all the time of people who succumb to the abuse. Right. And that's these numbers that I'm reporting are only the ones that are reported right? The ones that people actually talk about it. You know, we don't know how, mu- how many people are really suffering in silence. And you know, it just it blows my mind how this is happening so much more than we even realize. And we're not talking about it enough. We're not changing. We're just continuing to suffer and just deal with it until it's too late. And like I said before, I know I survived my situation for a reason. And so i am going to talk about it and i don't give a fuck if it makes you uncomfortable you know what i mean but we have to we have to put a spotlight on these situations that a lot of us are dealing with and start to be the change that a lot of people need
0: and don't be i, I really want to touch on this too just this is from my experience having family members who have been in domestic relationships and hearing what other people have to say,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that negative stuff, Mm -hmm. you can actually be the difference between life and death with your loved ones if you just change your mindset, your tone, and the words that you offer. Right. Because a lot of times too, what I've come to see is that A lot of women in these situations are dependent on their partner Yep. and they stay because they don't have a place to go. They, or they don't feel comfortable going somewhere or they'll go back because they will escape, but then how you make them feel. So all that, oh, what am I going to help her for? Is she just going to go back? Mm -hmm. Or I've had, you know, male relatives say like, I'm not about to go put my hands on him again for what? She's just going to go back and all these other things where if you say like, you don't got to go over there and put your hands on that man. Mm -hmm. you don't gotta go there. go get her yeah and tell her she's safe yep and tell her she's protected and tell her she's okay don't gossip about it Mm -hmm. don't be quick to go get on the phone and be like yeah you know i just went and picked up julie from so-and-so yeah he beat her up again yeah she's gonna be staying with me her Mm -hmm. and the kids i don't know how long don't make someone that's already low feel lower
1: Mm, absolutely a lot of victims of domestic violence they get asked that question you know why did you stay like why didn't you just leave and it's not that simple it's there's so many layers and I'm really glad that you brought up the whole you know people are dependent on them because one thing that I came across too was financial abuse I never knew that was a thing and another statistic that just popped up in my head is that 99 Percent of dv victims experience financial abuse don't even get me started if you have kids with this person like that's a whole nother ball game right so it's not just as simple as like just packing up your shit and leaving because the most dangerous moment for a victim of domestic violence is when they leave Why? Because that power and that control that the perpetrator of abuse had is no longer there so they're gonna do whatever they can by any means necessary to maintain that power and control and a lot of the times it ends up with the victim being dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to just say how it is, whether, you know, you're triggered or not, but it's the truth. So it's not just simple as like, oh, just pack up your shit and go. Like for me, I'm so thankful and so grateful that I have such a solid support system. A lot of people don't have that. You go to a shelter. What the fuck are you supposed to do? You don't have any money. You got kids. This person has all your finances. You don't have your own credit card, nothing. What am I supposed to do? Let me just go back and deal with this abuse because it's easier than being on the outside, not knowing where my next plate is going to come from. You know what I'm saying? So, like, stop putting it on the victim. The question you need to be asking is not, why did you stay? You need to ask this person, why do you think it's okay for you to put your hands on somebody? What hurt do you have inside of you that let's work on that? Let's heal that. Because clearly there's something going on with this person that your emotions make you feel like you need to hurt somebody else. It's very cliche that people say hurt people hurt people. I wholeheartedly believe that. Some people don't believe it. I do. Clearly there's something going on like just thinking about my ex. He was a very broken person. He was a very hurt person who did not get the help that he needed in order to not perpetuate that hurt on someone else. That's what the focus needs to be on, changing the narrative on me, the person who's t- who's dealing with the abuse, to the person being like, what's going on? How can we help you? Let's get these resources out here. Especially for, you know, black and brown people, we're already fucking overlooked, right? We're already, you know, someone who doesn't have these resources and this help. Let's start at the core. -hmm. That's what we need to focus and work on.
0: Mm -hmm. We do. We already lived in underrepresented, Mm. we're underrepresented in our communities. We have no resources in our communities. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of education about mental health. We can really start there, is like, and a lot of us have the pray it away mentality. Just pray about it, it'll be okay.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I always, I love hitting, you know, I love hitting, well, what about the faith without work part? I'm like, because I can have my faith and I can still go to therapy. I can have my faith and I can still have a life coach. I can have my faith and I can still journal every day. I can still walk away from toxic situations. Mm. I still have to do the work. I can pray about it. I'm going to ask God to guide my steps and make sure that these days where I feel like not getting up, that I still get up and I keep doing what I need to do to make sure I'm okay. But I'm not just going to sit here and pray about it and think that a magic wand is going to come down and yep. everything is going to be wiped away from my life. That's not how it works. Mm. But that Ooh. pray it away and sweep it under the rug mentality is so deep within us. Yep. That's how it kind of enables us to continue to be in certain spaces.
1: Absolutely, And that
0: is just like, it's our reality. And uh, I'm so glad, like the curse breakers are here. Yes.
1: Like <laughs> I'm so glad yes. because enough is enough. Enough like, is enough. Don't get me wrong. To- like, I love my man, Jesus. Okay. Like yeah. that is, that's my man. Right. Yeah. But like you said, we still got to do the work too. We mm-hmm. can't just, you know, oh, let me just put it in God's hands. And okay, that's great. But what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm.
0: Every day I get up, I say, thank God, I pray, and I do something about it. Because, yep. you know, Jesus is my homie, too. So yep. it's like, he, he <laughs> most definitely is. I'm yes. not ashamed to talk about it. But yeah, I know he put something in me to keep going. And I'm not mm. going to dishonor that mm. by laying still. Mm. I'm getting up every day, and I'm going to make it happen. And, like, mm, I- that's just... It's just where it has to be.
1: We are in church, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I we know. are. I
0: swear <laughs> we've been all day. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay.
1: Before
0: I get to the big show question, which I ask every week, um, I kind of wanted to talk about like um, how, well, this will tie into the big show question, so. But I just kind of want to ask you, like, this particular thing for you, how does selective hearing tie into domestic violence abuse?
1: Mm. I feel like for me, when I think of, like, when you say selective hearing, the first word that pops up for me is intuition, like that gut feeling right and for me it, when i was in that relationship i was ignoring that gut feeling that 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 thought in my brain that like something wasn't right but i chose to ignore it and it wasn't until god made me really f- listen and see what was in front of me so i think when it comes to like domestic violence and relationships that intuition that gut feeling like you know this person isn't the one for you you know that this relationship isn't healthy like your body is telling you something i really want you to listen to it like that's what i would say to leanne back in 2020 being the woman that i am today like listen to that gut feeling my i remember there is a point in time in that relationship before it got physically abusive And we were living together. I would wake up every single morning like anxious and nauseous and just off, like something wasn't right. But I kept ignoring that feeling. And it wasn't until he almost killed me that I was like, okay, I actually decided to listen and to hear what was in front of me. So that's really what I think about when I hear, when I think of the word selective hearing, like listen to that that intuition us women like we had that female intuition that a lot of us talk about like you know like i knew but i just for whatever reason decided to not listen but now like we said before the first red flag i'm out like the first off feeling that i that i sense that i hear anything like i'm just like nah i'm not i'm not dealing with it so that, that would be my takeaway from like really just listening to your intuition because you know better. You, you do know. And we just choose not to listen to it. But, you know, going through what I went through, I'm never going to ignore that feeling ever again. Because it's there to protect us at the end of the day.
0: Mm-hmm, I agree. You answered the question without me asking it. You answered the <laughs> question, but I didn't even ask. The did I? Because okay, I was I asked you about it like it as it relates to domestic violence, but then yeah. I was gonna ask you to define it for you now, and you mm. did without me even asking. This has been a show a <laughs> word, okay? Yes. <laughs> it definitely has. I yes. I love every single second of it. I am so glad that you came yes. and thank you for the invite yeah you're you're welcome like if this was truly amazing and if you ever want me to pop on by i will pop on by
1: oh absolutely girl when we get offline i'm definitely gonna send you the link because i definitely (laughs) want you to come on my show as well
0: okay so look out this is not the end of me and leanne everybody it is absolutely not um So before I go, let everybody know how they can connect with you on social media and where they can listen to watch us thrive.
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much. This conversation has been so beautiful. Anytime I'm able to share my story, I hope it helps someone else. But it's also helping myself in my own healing journey. So thank you for allowing me this space. So. As regards to social media, I'm primarily on Instagram. I'm really, really heavy on Instagram. I'm always on the stories. I'm always going live. So you can follow me at Watch Us Thrive Podcast. All one word. No special characters. I'm also really heavy on YouTube. I'm focusing on my season two video episodes there under the same handle, Watch Us Thrive Podcast. I'm on Facebook and TikTok and LinkedIn and Twitter as well. We can link them in the show notes, Um, but primarily YouTube and Instagram. And then my podcast, it's called Watch Us Thrive. It's anywhere you want to listen, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever. Um, New episodes drop every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sometimes I do a bonus episode on Fridays, but usually it's Tuesdays at 5 a.m. And please, y'all... I know you guys are like DMing us and you're saying you love the re- the, the episode and everything like that, but we want to see the reviews. So please leave a rating and review. If you're listening on Apple, that really helps the algorithm boost our shows to new listeners. And it also gives us the motivation to continue creating amazing free content for y'all. So please leave a rating and review. And thank you so much for having me. This is a blast.
0: You're welcome. I know. I, I'm like, I can't wait to <laughs> every every episode afterwards. He'd be like, how did it go? And I'm like, oh, it went good. And I tell him what happened. Say, I can't wait to talk about this. We're yes. going to talk about it the
1: whole way to the water park because that's where we're going yes. next. <laughs> oh, I love that. Enjoy it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. So um, everybody, all of that will be in the show notes. Okay. So... Um, again, I know I go over this every week, but on my website, if you hit show details, the drop-down tag will have all of Leanne's information. And then on all of the streaming services, it's posted there as well. But if you need anything, please just DM me and I will respond. Or you can hit me through selectivehearingshow.com. And as always, I respond to your messages to me through my site. So until next week, this is Selective Hearing.